Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome friends to another r slash pro revenge video. Today we've got a lot of awesome stories and our first story of the day is from Dizzy Cypher Punk, Movie Theater Standoff. Sit off. This story happened about a decade ago. My now ex-girlfriend and I arrived at a movie theater early so we could have a choice of our seats. Like any sane moviegoer, we chose to sit in the center towards the front, behind the rail so we could put our feet up. As the last trailer was finishing, a couple walks up and asks if we could scoot down to make room for them. If the theater was mostly full, I wouldn't find much of a problem with moving a bit. However, after glancing around, I could see that there were plenty of two-seat spots behind and in the same row as us. This couple wanted to walk in just before the movie started and expected to share the best seats in the house. I sheepishly said, no sorry, and turned away. The couple must have decided to get some petty revenge and or intimidate us by separating themselves and sitting on either side of us. I could feel their anger as we all stared forward while the movie started. Little did they know, my social anxiety causes me to freeze up, so I sat motionless. A couple minutes later I calmed down, but then I grew spiteful. If they're going to go out of their way to make us uncomfortable, I'm going to go out of my way to be petty. I wouldn't stand for it. I guess my ex decided the same because we both never moved. As the movie finished, they both shot up and walked out, grumbling to each other. None of us were comfortable for the whole movie but I feel like I got the better end of the deal by at least sitting next to my ex. Does everybody else agree that this is a really weird hill to die on? Like, it's nice to have the center seats and have the best seats when viewing a movie, but it's not worth splitting up and sitting around a different couple, right? These people were just ridiculous. It's not just me, right? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Jesse Jean. Woman who directs kids shows said my kids were not mature enough for her elementary school play. We found out she wasn't mature enough to direct a show at our theater. When my kids were in elementary school, I asked them to go out for their school play. They've been performing with and without me in theater since they were three years old. But since they didn't do a lot of school activities, I encouraged them to try out. The director called me one morning after the sign up. She informed me that she had a large amount of children signed up, that she was probably going to have to create a wait list. Then she told me that she had looked at my kids' attendance records and they had missed a few days at the start of the year. That attendance to rehearsals and especially dress rehearsal was super important. And she didn't know if kids with their attendance should be in her show. Then she told me that she had observed my children in the hallway during the last school year on the way to the bus and wasn't sure if they were mature enough to participate. I informed her that my kids had missed school because they were in a show with a semi-professional local theater, that we understand how theaters run and that attendance is important. I then explained to her that my kids were diagnosed with ADHD and receiving medication now so their behavior has improved, but then told her if it's this much of an issue, they can audition and be in the kids show I was directing at the time at a community theater. My kids were grateful I made this choice. They told me the school shows suck. That was about five years ago. So I forgave this woman. I'm now president of my local theater group. 
She seemed pretty gung-ho and like a great participator, experienced with teaching and theater. Because of her enthusiasm, I encouraged her to join the board of directors. She was crazy about getting the Spongebob musical put up at our theater, so I steered her towards Play Analysis Committee. Super love that show, but I don't make those decisions. During her year on the board, she would come to meetings totally unprepared. She never reads the reports or emails ahead of time. That wastes our time trying to catch her up on every new thing happening. Whenever there was a decision over email that needed a vote, she never responded. When we had events which needed volunteers, she wouldn't help. But she did make sure to get her favorite show put into the next season with the play analysis committee. During this, she had promised to help make and gather props for the spring musical Disaster, a very prop-heavy show. But unsurprisingly to us, she bailed. She didn't quit, but instead started working on props for a different show. Our show was put into a tight spot because of her. She was really excited to apply to direct Spongebob the Musical this last spring, so excited that she posted about it on her Facebook several times. Super unprofessional in my opinion, but your social media is your own thing. Many people commented words of encouragement and that we'd be crazy not to hire her. When she applied, the selection committee already knew she probably wouldn't be hired. This had been decided because of her behavior over the last year. She proved to us over and over that she couldn't handle small projects. There was no way that we would entrust a huge, expansive musical to her. Then, during the interview, she didn't understand why we wouldn't want her to put up a show that was exactly like the Broadway version. No creative choices. Exactly like the show she saw on Broadway. This was not only frowned upon, but against the rights contract with Nickelodeon. When she didn't get hired, she posted about it first thing on Facebook. Many people spoke nasty about our theater, where she was a board member, and she never rebuked it. She did announce to our board that she was not running for another term on the board, thank heavens, and she quit most of the committees she was on. After her hissy fit, she still offered to help stage manage or work on props for Spongebob, but the director who will be in charge has already stated she doesn't want her on the project. I'm sure she only joined our board because she thought that would get her in. She didn't realize that it would end up disqualifying her. So I can say I've been in situations where it's kind of like a community volunteer type work experience, kind of like this theater board is where it's all like a very tight knit community. And one of the easiest ways to get you blackballed from ever working with that team, and one thing that immediately puts you in their bad graces, is if you apply and get denied, immediately going to your community, your social media, posting that, oh, they denied you for this reason, or, oh, I disagree with them, but I guess this isn't good enough. It is so immature, and honestly, it helps you feel even more confident that you made the right choice in denying them because thank God you don't got somebody that honestly looks like they would just cause headaches on your team. This next story is from Oh The Anonymity. You want to speak to the manager? Okay, one second. So firstly, this is written on mobile and was 10 plus years ago. Also, not my story, but I was a witness. So I worked at a ski resort in a very small town that was not well known. The staff got along together well and would help other departments if they themselves were slow. So one day the resort manager sees that the cafeteria area is more busy than usual and pops into the kitchen to help pass out the food the cooks made so the people on registers can keep the line moving. Well at this point, cue Karen who wants to complain about the sandwich they bought. They were speaking right to the manager, they didn't realize this, 
and kept complaining that the pickle on their sandwich tasted like pee. The manager started out being a good sport and offered to give them a whole new pickle for the side, not a sliced one like what was on the sandwich. This was not good enough for Karen, who wanted a whole new sandwich in spite of having eaten 80% of the original. Manager wasn't going for that, and Karen got more and more heated during the interaction, and eventually screams, I want to see your manager. My manager having a good sense of humor, and already not caring if this guest ever came back, says, Absolutely, one second please. Then they turn around, and then turn back to the customer and say, Hello, what seems to be your problem today? And proceeds to act like the whole previous conversation never happened. Karen, not being deterred, angrily continues and eventually the manager who had already humiliated the Karen gets bored and just wants to be done and yells to the kitchen staff who are already laughing, Can I get a new sandwich? This time hold the pea pickle. The whole place is laughing, staff and guests, except Karen who's bead red and storms off. Does anybody else here agree that what the Karen was doing here was solely just trying to get another free sandwich? That she was lying about this pea pickle just so she could get some extra free food? I'm willing to bet. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from No Diggy T, Paperclip Revenge. I worked as a teller at a bank in my younger 20s. The branch manager was that type of toxic person that would find a person to pick on and would treat them horribly and manipulate everyone into thinking that the person deserved it. My turn to be picked on finally came after the prior victim quit her job and left. I had requested months in advance to have two days off for vacation. She told me yes and then purposely forgot when my vacation time came around. More bullying kept happening and it became obvious that I was her latest victim. Some of my coworkers started saying slightly nasty things to me, so I figured it out. I didn't hold it against them since I knew they were being manipulated. I'm actually a more introverted person and prefer being polite and will avoid conflict at all costs. Things kept getting worse as time went on, so I decided it was time to do a few little pranks so I could laugh and keep my sanity. I decided that all of the small and large paper clips that she had so carefully separated needed to be mixed up and tangled together. Then I opened an unlocked file cabinet that had employee files in it and randomly shuffled and mixed the papers around. I don't think she discovered the mixed up files until after I quit, but it gave me great pleasure to hear her go ballistic over the paper clips. I still love doing crap like this and always will no matter how old I get such fun when it comes to things like mixing up the employee files and paperwork i just hope that that serves as an annoyance to the branch manager only and like can't be something that somehow i don't know complicates anything for any of the actual employees i mean i can't imagine how it would i do know though that if there's somebody that meticulously separates things one by one taking them all and jumbling them all up together That probably is pretty darn satisfying knowing how much internal rage you're going to cause this person. This next story is from LittleCello024, Former Bully Gets Tagged. This came to mind this week after reading another tragedy as the result of bullying. I'm not making light of anyone's experience of bullying. Bullies deserve all the punishment. When I was in middle school, I was teased and bullied by a special jerk for the entire three years. Sixth to eighth in my city. I had acne, glasses, and a mom in beauty school who liked to experiment on me. 
I was also way taller and got boobs before everyone else. Middle school was a special kind of heck. This could happen to be in most of my classes over the years and thanks to the alphabet we were always seated by each other. When I left 8th grade, my family thankfully moved 30 miles away. New school, new friends, never saw that idiot all through high school. Cue the day after I turned 18 years old. I was ready for a new tattoo. The day of the appointment I was getting my tattoo and a guy walks in to talk to the artist. I knew immediately who he was. He had bulging eyes, a cowlick, and was a scrawny little crap. There was my bully. No mistaking him. Well, I had blossomed in four years. No acne, no glasses, tall, curvy, and legs for days. He tried hard to get my name and number that visit, flirting pretty pathetically. I didn't bite. Not opening that door, thanks. The tattoo guy finally told him to come back later. After he left, I told the artist about my experience with him. The years of teasing and ridicule, I didn't think much more about it. Three weeks later, I went back for a follow-up appointment to finish a few details of my tattoo. The artist asked me if I remembered the last visit and the guy that came in. I did remember, of course. He said that the guy came in a few days later for his new tattoo and he added a special detail for me. He said he added a willy outline in his tattoo inconspicuously because only a complete you-know-what could bully someone for three years and not recognize them. He said he just tagged him what he was, a Richard for a Richard. He said it wasn't so obvious that it would be seen at a glance, but the longer someone looks at it, it would be the only thing they'll see. I wish I actually got to see it. It wasn't my revenge per se, but I felt like I got him in the end. Screw you, Chad. Yes, his name was really Chad. I mean, that's certainly one heck of a revenge. But that tattoo artist is risking their entire livelihood on this. If in any way that that bully could figure this out, if in any way this situation got out there where they purposely tweaked the tattoo to put a Richard on this guy, that tattoo artist would or should be barred from like every shop everywhere. Maybe they were just fibbing about it to make OP feel better. Our next story is from UWU What's Dis Addy. Girl would steal my lunch in high school, so I messed with my food. This happened six years ago in high school. The girl who was autistic, this is important to the story, would steal food out of my lunchbox and other students' lunchboxes as well. I would be left with nothing to eat around lunch. I complained to my teacher about it and she didn't do anything. This girl's mom would come every day after school to have a report on her daughter and I mentioned it to her mom. Her mom brushed it off saying, she doesn't know better, just pack more food. This pissed me off and a few of my other classmates off that was in the classroom still. We all decided to screw with our food to make her stop because clearly telling her to stop, telling her mom to fix it, and the teacher not doing anything about it didn't help. Also, the classroom we were in had lockers but no locks, so anyone could just grab crap from them. So me and a few other of my classmates put hot sauce, mayonnaise, and other crap in our food. Since she also drank my drink out of my lunch, I decided I was going to put a crap ton of salt and a small bit of hot sauce in my Gatorade. Lunch came and sure enough, she was crying to my teacher. She had drank my Gatorade on top of my sandwich and my friend's KFC biscuits. Her mom was called and I was accused of bullying. Mind you, I've told her nicely so many times to stop eating my food when she had her own darn lunch. 
Her mom took her out of school and moved to a different school. Also, I asked if I could put my lunchbox in the office, but since they locked the office up before lunch, I wouldn't be able to get it and I wouldn't be able to leave class early, so this wasn't like I did it right away. It had been happening for weeks and I was just fed up. Honestly, I don't really blame the girl too much here. I think everybody around her just would not hold her accountable in any way. Regardless of what conditions your child might have, imagine going to that kid's parents and saying, hey, your kid is eating everybody else's lunches and rifling through their stuff, and them going, oh, just bring more food. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, that kid's going to grow up with healthy boundaries. This next story is from Gamer Girl Barbie X. My neighbor bangs on the floor. I have one of those upstairs neighbors that bang on the floor every time she thinks you're being too loud and leaves notes on your fence shaming you to the street. But regardless of the strict rules of conduct she wants you to adhere to, she herself stomp paces around her apartment and plays loud music at 6.30 a.m. while she showers. She's great fun. I live, laugh, love here under her rain every day. The other day we had our first day of spring. It was so beautiful and warm outside with a breeze that came right into the house. I went outside and realized Naughty Neighbor had her balcony doors open too. So I decided immediately it was time for a little DIY. I whipped out the spray paint, shut my doors with my doggy inside, and began the process of repainting the legs of my outdoor chairs. Every time my neighbor closed your doors, I would take a break, and as soon as she reopened them, I was out there putting on another coat and letting the fumes be swept inside her house by that glorious spring breeze. I could hear her slamming the door a little more each time, and it was such sweet music to my ears. I made sure the entire painting process took all day so she couldn't enjoy the sunshine the entire day. It was such a great success, I might take up revamping furniture as a new hobby. Every time I hear a story like this, I just get a little disappointed because it makes me think about how you live somewhere where, like, it sounds like you enjoy living there, but everything has to be about your neighbor, your neighbor being a witch, your neighbor complaining, how you can get back at your neighbor, being afraid that your neighbor is going to yell at you or try to shame you. You just want to fire these complaining, awful neighbors into the sun. This next story is from Sexy Toke Burgers. My neighbor banged on the wall and called the police on me when I was out of town. This was a few years ago when I was 23-year-old male. I had a very old and possibly hallucinating neighbor that would bang on my wall when I wasn't even doing anything, constantly waking me up. I would yell back, I'm sleeping, I'm freaking sleep, bang, bang, bang. Tried everything, 
including knocking on his door and calling him. He refused to communicate, just knocked on the wall and reported me to management for moving furniture? I was asleep. Which move? Cops got called, but I didn't do it. They saw a 23-year-old kid and were like, sure, buddy, turn the music down. I had to prove it. I went out of town but set up a ring camera in my room. They were on sale for like 70 bucks, and I was planning on returning it. Whenever he knocked, I had the footage. I asked my roommate to document the cops being there as well. He set up a corner for his phone and answered the door. Hi guys, this neighbor's hearing things. OP isn't even in LA. Sorry. The tables had turned. Management at this point was telling him to stop calling the cops. He didn't comply. They started showing up every day, even when I wasn't home. I left notes on the door saying he's crazy. I found emails. I nearly found a new place. No, let's get petty. I arrived home with some giant freaking speakers, like massive. Put them right up against the wall and cued the USSR national anthem. He was old, so my thought was, he probably hates this crap. Plugged in a mic as well. I'm a musician, so I have several lying around. Turned it up to 12, past 11. I was so excited. It was 8 p.m. I just had to wait. Bang, bang, bang. Didn't have to wait. My ears were distorting. The mic fed back. The noise was insane. For a moment there, the musings of Sergei Mikhailkov converted us all to communism. I stopped the music and screamed, I wasn't making any noise, but I am now. Stop waking me up, jerk. No response, of course. He called one more time a few days later, but I was here for the cops this time, and showed them the ring video and said he was harassing me. I don't know what happened with the cops that night, but he stopped after that. I'm really trying to figure out what happened with the neighbor here. Were they just intentionally being a jerk? Were they like a crotchety curmudgeon that just hated young people? Or were they like hallucinating and hearing things? Or did they have like a weird pipe in the wall that only made sound on their side or some? I don't know. I mean, obviously the saddest speculative thing is that they had some kind of disease. Our next story is from car lower one. Karen looking for parking space blocks me from getting to my vehicle. So here's my story. I, 53 year old female, am a disabled vet and use a variety of mobility aids to get around. I also get almost all of my healthcare and meds from the local VA hospital. This last Monday, I realized that I was out of some meds and hadn't received the refills yet, so I ran to the VA hospital pharmacy to get me enough to tie me over. Since my local VA hospital is absolutely huge, I always use my mobility scooter, because there's absolutely no way I can physically navigate the parking lot as well as the labyrinth that the inside consists of. After I completed my transactions and checked in with a couple of my health providers, I scooted myself out the doors with the intention of loading up my scooter in my vehicle and getting the heck out of Dodge. Now, with this being a Monday, everyone and their dog is trying to find parking to get into the building, so there's cars driving around looking for opening spots to park. As I'm heading past vehicles, one pulls slightly in front of me to block my ability to continue to move forward and this Karen rolls down her window and yells at me for trying to cut in line. She was there first, yada yada. Guy in the car next to me is just staring at her with this absolute what the freak expression. About to get out of his vehicle to help me confront Karen. I shake my head and back my scooter up to go a different way to get to my vehicle. She passes me as I reach my truck and realizes that I'm loading up the scooter so I can leave. Well, she decides she's going to take my spot. Not today, Karen. 
I nodded the guy who wanted to help me, hop in my truck, and back out of the parking space in a way that blocks Karen and gives easy access to the other guy. I did make sure to use all five fingers when I smiled and waved at her as I drove away. Honestly, the funniest thing about people who are so eager to fight over a parking spot like this is the fact that if they just accept that that parking space is a little taken up right now, they probably can go find a different parking space a little bit quicker and by the time that they would park in that first spot, they'd probably already be at the doors. I'm of the opinion that it is awesome to get a parking space that's really close to the entrance, but considering my circumstances and my relative ease of walking, if I gotta walk across the whole parking lot to get in the door, so be it. Imagine allowing yourself to get so worked up and stressed over parking. Our next story is of oh ye of so little faith. How about I just go ahead and let your customers know you're giving their personal information to a complete stranger. So about a year or so ago, someone at AT AT&T was apparently using my email as a placeholder when a customer set up their account, but didn't want to give an email address. I have a very generic email address, think something along the lines of none of the above at Hotmail. So I guess maybe they thought it wasn't a real email address or something, I don't really know for sure. I tried calling, emailing, speaking to a supervisor, nothing fixed it. They would always be like, can I get your account information? And I would say, I don't have an account with you, nor will I ever, considering I live in a different country where you don't even offer services. One or more of your employees has been putting my email address on client files, and I keep getting emails intended for them. Please stop doing that. It never got resolved despite all of my repeated attempts, so I was like, screw it, I'll handle this myself. Every email they had sent me when someone opened an account had the customer's full name and address, and other basic information, like the last four digits of their credit card, etc. So I went through each email I had gotten and wrote notes to each of these customers along the lines of, Hi, I'm a complete stranger, but I have XYZ personal information of yours because AT&T sent it to me. I've asked them repeatedly to stop this, but they won't. You may want to contact customer service and ask why all of your personal information is being sent to a complete stranger. I popped those in the mail. The petty revenge was totally worth the cost of stamps to me. And unsurprisingly, I stopped getting those AT&T emails shortly after that. What I love about what OP did here is it's so much more impactful, I feel, to get like a handwritten letter from some stranger somewhere else that says, Hey, I got all of your information because AT&T sucks. Seriously, imagine getting a letter from somebody in another state you've never heard of. You're like, what is this? You open it up and you find out, Hey, AT&T sent me your name, your address, the last four digits of your credit card number. I have everything. You might want to ask them why they keep sending that stuff to me. That is impactful. Our next story is from Marquise de Sark. No, Lee Sparks doesn't freaking live here. Just spent over 30 minutes calling the jerks who woke me up this morning over and over from multiple phones. They keep looking for some jerk named Lee Sparks. I've informed them multiple times, he doesn't live here. I've been what I would call nice for the past year they've been calling. This morning? I was not nice in the slightest. First I called from my cell phone and just said in a tone that would be considered angry as freak that Lee Sparks doesn't freaking live here. And since they woke me up, I would keep calling over and over till they had PTSD like me from hearing my voice. 
I've been nice for the past year, but waking me up when I was sleeping nicely and wasn't having night terrors was the last freaking straw. They weren't listening and just started hanging up on me or putting me into hold music limbo. So then I called for my cell phone and house phone over and over, constantly getting hold music or just hung up on. I think adding the use of my darling wife's phone was what really got to them. I just kept calling and calling one guy I kept getting, started using language I'm sure would get someone fired. I just kept calling and calling. One guy I kept getting, started using language I'm sure would get someone fired. Finally, someone called the house phone and said, Are you saying Lee Sparks does not live at this number, sir? Yes, remove the freaking number. Now, if they ever call this house again, I will add my son's iPad and Google phone on both my old ancient laptops to the mix and just sit in front of my Xbox and press call over and over till they get the message. But seeing as how they called back to just confirm that the dude isn't part of this household, I think I finally got it through to them. I think this is one of two things. This is either a debt collector, which is unlikely because of the language, but who knows, maybe they could. Or this could be some like backdoor Indian scam. Although maybe I've just watched too much Jim Browning. And our final story of the day is from Taz Baron 1981. Grab my balls and make me hit my head? I'll vacuum your dress off you. This is my dad's story and he's now in his 70s, so this took place quite a few years ago. When my dad was about 15, it was a different time, he got a job working in a cotton mill in the UK. His job, as he was small, still is, was to go under the machines when one stopped working and clear out the blockage so the machine would run again. Now, the machine operators were mostly women and all about 5-10 to years older than my dad. He often told me that they took great delight in torturing or embarrassing the young boys that were employed to do this job. One day, he was called into unblocking machine. As he got onto his knees and started to crawl underneath it, the woman operating the machine waited till he was halfway under before reaching between his legs and squeezing his golf balls. This caused my dad to jump, and as he was underneath the machine, hit his head really hard, causing a large lump to form on his head. Also, being only 15 years old, he was rather embarrassed about this, and all the women were laughing at him. He ran off red-faced and fuming. Like I said, different time. Now it would be a sexual assault charge. The next day, he was walking the floor when he saw the woman that had embarrassed him by squeezing him and causing him to hit his head. She was laughing at him, as were all the other women. Now, laughing and embarrassing him never ends well with my dad. He is happy to laugh at others, but doesn't like the same treatment. His revenge was quick and simple. Next to each machine was a large pipe sat in a hole in the floor. This was essentially a large, and as my dad found out, quite strong vacuum. It was used to clear the cotton from under the machines. Dad grabbed the pipe and put it to her dress, causing her dress to disappear up the pipe, leaving her stood there in her underwear. Cue everyone in the factory now laughing at her misfortune. And before you ask, no, he didn't get in trouble for it, and neither her nor any of the other women ever bothered him ever again. I mean, it is an eye for an eye, but you're just left listening to the story like, one, times sure were different back then, and two, doesn't really sound like too pleasant of a place to work, does it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.